Hello and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined, as always, by Vader. How's it going, Vader? Good. I'm always here. Yes. <laughs> There's I never, two I never moved from the spot. <laughs> yep. Just waiting. Turn the microphone yep. on. Turn it off. Yep. Just waiting dinner. for you to come back for another podcast. <laughs> I'll be back in like a month. Who knows? <laughs> How about you? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Uh, weather's finally, uh, it's kind of warming up. It's not snowing anymore, so that's good. It's just rain, raining every day. Yep, same here. Well, today it is, we've had a bit of a drought, but it's um, it's raining cats and dogs today. Mm. It was pretty bad the other day. Uh, I think last week we had a day where it was just sleeting the whole day, and I had to drive home in that, so that was not fun. No, especially when it's dark outside. It's like, well, I, I think the road isn't icy, but probably is. <laughs> yeah, I've driven in a, a snowstorm way down south here in New Zealand at, at night, and you just couldn't see anything in front. Yeah, it's not safe. It, it's not fun. <laughs> like you're going like five kilometers an hour, and you sort of realize, wait, I'm on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> oh yeah, don't do, it. don't do that. <laughs> slowly crawl across the other way the good thing is no one's going fast so like any incidents aren't going to be too mm. drastic but yeah yeah that's no not fun. the case here people just tearing down Stupid. the road and it's clearly <laughs> icy i mean i met this russian guy um and as we know the inter- there's lots of crazy russian videos out there on youtube <laughs> but he's telling me about how like people would just drive down the motorway at full speed and like ice and like you could just regularly see people spinning out like on ice and then just keep going like it's just it was just part of life that it was icy so you spin out and just keep going <laughs> uh no thanks yeah no <laughs> crazy 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 weather mm-hmm. um anything anything else interesting happening uh i don't I don't think so. Oh, um, the new trailer for uh, Triple Threat dropped, I think, last week. So that should be out in the summer, even though it was filmed like two years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) Or editing can take a while. Uh, (laughs) I think it was um, distribution rights, some sort of legal mumbo jumbo. Yep. Well, now we mentioned... um, I mentioned raining cats and dogs before. It made me think of um, no, that's that's what we are called. Big Trouble in Little China. The, oh because yeah, that line is set in that movie, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> and that's how my brain works. <laughs> does that count as a, a martial art film? Yeah, I think it does. There's martial arts going on in there. I want to see that film again, so that'd be a good excuse. Oh, for sure, I'd watch that. It's Kurt Russell. I'm yeah. always down to watch Kurt Russell movies. <laughs> uh, it's been years. It's one of my favorite childhood movies. So it'd be fun to, to watch it again. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to toss it on. <laughs> the list. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, what are we watching today, I guess, is the more important thing. We are watching The Revenger. Or maybe it's just Revenger. Yeah, it's just Revenger. I think it's just, yeah, it's just Revenger. Which I think I mentioned. Is that a real word? It is in Korean. He's <laughs> <laughs> the one who does the revenging. He's well, I I get it. Take, based taking on revenge. Like, yeah, the person <laughs> doing the act of revenge. He's but, like yeah. the bowler, but with <laughs> revenge. <laughs> there must there must be a. A word that means someone who is taking revenge. There is. Revenger. Oh, you know what I mean. (laughs) I don't know. I I think there's some fancy Shakespearean word or something. Come up in uh, general conversation. No. Um, I'm tempted to Google this. In fact, I am. You might as well just do it. Yep, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Go, will you start telling us about what's this film about? The man who takes revenge. <laughs> I should have seen it. I knew you were going to do that. You know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so this is set in. I got to go. I did not. Well, it's on a fancy island. 
like, um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. So they've done a few movies that are like, look at that prison island. It takes place on a prison island. People get exiled there and they, there's no, um, there's no security. There's no law. The island itself is the, the security. You can't escape. There's just ocean, probably sharks. Who knows? Um, we don't know how far it is away from land. Can't swim. I mean, I'm guessing people could make boats. This had a lot of trees. And um, <laughs> it's <too> rough. Yeah. <laughs> can make a fleet, a whole fleet of ships. Um, so well, it, it, go ahead. it reminded me of um, Battle Royale, the Japanese film. Yes. It's kind of uh, like that. Same concept, but that that was Hunger Games style students fighting to death. And this was just, well, you don't want to have to deal with you guys anymore. You, you're bad dudes. We don't have to pay for you to live in prison. So you can go live, live and die. <laughs> yeah. Secluded you could die. You could live, make your own food. You know, there's, we're giving you nothing. I think there is, there's a few buildings. I don't, they may have said what the island used to be. There's like a, I don't know if it was a military complex or some sort of bunkers. So there's like ruins of buildings and the, the prisoners have um, co-opted those ruins to, to make their own forts. And they have split into like factions, um, I guess, as you would in a regular prison, groups of gangs. And yeah. um, each group is controlled by a relatively stronger prisoner who just makes everyone else follow him. Uh, I, I want to say that there was more gangs and then we get the arrival of Carlos Kun and this guy, he's a bad dude. Um, he shows up and takes control of, I think a large portion of the, the prisoner population and there's a smaller group of um, exiles. I don't know. They're just other group of prisoners, but it's smaller um, that live off in the forest instead of in the uh, the ruins. Yeah. And that's basically the state of affairs until we have the arrival of um, a undercover, or I guess he's an ex-police um, officer, Yule, and this guy voluntarily imprisons himself on the island because he's after um, Carlos Kun. He's um, he's on a mission of vengeance because Mr. Kun uh, killed his the, the police officer's wife and daughter. Yes, okay, well, that's good. We got the plot out of the way. Yep. <laughs> As, as we don't normally do. Sorry, the um the IMDb page is like super Lacking. sparse. I don't. There's like nothing. There's nothing on there we, that's usable. Do we know the the director? That is there. Let me pull the page back up because oh, there it is. Oh yeah, Lee Shuangwan. I can't pronounce it's his name crazy. is uh Isung and he's only done like two two short films maybe um uh, communication and lies in 2015 and happy bus day um in 2017 neither of those are martial arts films so it's interesting that he did this one because this is the most martial art film this director could have done <laughs> yep. that's that's all yeah, that happens good job it's just for, martial for arts quite a i guess lacking experienced director he did a good job considering he did and i think part and parcel of that is um bruce khan is the uh um the main character he's he's detective uh yule and i believe he wrote the script for this uh, okay which makes he's a, a bit he's more a sense. More a, yep, he's more of an experienced uh, film guy, though, isn't he? Uh, yes, he has a. Doesn't really have like full acting credits. It's mostly um, uh, stunt work, like a lot of stunt work. 
Has he done like torso modeling? Because he's got one ripped torso. He he may have <laughs> been more ripped than Randall, our previously most ripped dude. <laughs> we should have like a, a hierarchy or a calendar, like a not calendar. That sounds a bit more rude. Than, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want to have a calendar, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. That'll be the next. Um, uh, We'll, be in a, we'll do an official t-shirt and we'll just be a calendar of the most ripped dudes on the podcast. Yeah, we, we have like the the rankings and he, he's, he's number one now. Yep, he's up just there. Up. So his he's done mostly choreography. He There's a Korean film called Beat um, from 97. I think number three is also a Korean film. Then not much of anything. He was the assistant fight choreographer under Sammo Hung for The Medallion with Mr. Jackie Chan. Okay. Yep. And then pretty much like nothing. He has a bunch of uncredited he's one, roles. He's one talented dude though. Oh but yeah. I Seeing him in this, I'd put him up there with Jet Li and Jackie Chan and this, his skills and Donnie Yen. Yeah, his um, th- this movie focused primarily on both um, Taekwondo and Hapkido. Yep. Um, he can kick a man in the face really hard. <laughs> Steps on people's heads, breaks their <laughs> arms, breaks their knees. It's the, just they're so distracted by his picks today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially that the last half when he just doesn't wear a shirt. He just doesn't wear clothes, yeah. <laughs> he like, doesn't need clothes. He'll slice you with his razor-sharp pecs and abdominals. <laughs> but, but yeah, very, very talented. Very, very quick. Uh, like, and you can tell it's not sped-up footage. It's, it is no, straight it's not. Footage. Um, and just, yeah, very, very talented man. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, he this doesn't have his birthday, but he's he's a little older. Um, and it's it's a little distracting because his face is like I don't know. He's got to be in his fifties. Yeah, it doesn't look looks like he doesn't look 20s. old, but he looks older. And then yeah. takes his shirt off, and you're like, well, that looks like the body of a thirty year old or something. It's yeah. super smooth. Yeah, it was kind of funny um seeing the difference yeah it, yeah one talented guy one badass kicking dude kicking machine but, but i guess i don't want to get into too much because i'll start talking about like the cool fight scenes now yeah uh, well yeah, uh the, the actress seems looked familiar but i don't know if she is actress. in old boy um sympathy for lady vengeance and one or two two other ones again uh almost nobody on the cast list has done other martial arts films so i didn't really pull up any of the their filmographies um this this other bad guy the bad guy the main bad guy yeah like he does only appears right at the end yeah um really and he's the only other one on the cast list (laughs) yeah he, he does he have any martial arts background because he seems to hold his own to an extent not in the filmography um detective things horror movies uh mostly horror movies i think okay something called monsterum which looks pretty good but it's a so just like a, a period piece did a really good job of faking it then yeah, um, it looks like horror films. Uh, also, the I'd have to try to track down. Where did it go? I just had it. Looking at a screenshot from another website. Um, oh, uh, Kim In Won In Kwon. Sorry, Kim In Kwon is Bao, the um, captain guy with the with the funny life vest. Oh, yeah, the hook. Yeah, and the hook hand. I guess that's important. Uh, he was also just in Monstrum as well. So they. Okay. I think some of the cast were also from that, that film. Maybe it's the same production company. Yep. 
There's, yeah, I, okay, we'll get onto the reviews before I start talking yeah. about the, oh, the theming of the, there was, the show. Um, <laughs> TJ Storm. Uh, that doesn't sound Korean. It it does not, but I'm, maybe he's <laughs> Chinese. Because the, the cast is actually pretty international, which may have been... Okay. There, there's like Indonesian people, Malaysian, Korean, and then... And then TJ Storm. <laughs> now I gotta see if it pulls up something. He played the um, bad guy lieutenant with the sword. Oh yes, he did look. Um, I think it was this guy. Chinese. I don't know if it's right, but it, it, oh no, I'm sorry. TJ Storm is the guy that was eating the dragon fruit or persimmon or something. He's the the guy with like the dreadlocks that was in the I guess first big fight scene sort of after uh, okay. the intro. Yep. He just eats the fruit and then gets his butt kicked. That was TJ oh, Storm. Random. random. Yeah. <laughs> However, he's You're in fine. quite a few movies. He's in um uh, Oh, he does voice work in Soul Calibur. Um, Halo. Well, that's not. Uh, he was in Kick, Kickboxer Vengeance. Uh, more video game roles. Um, I just saw where to go. He crew on Deadpool. He was in Punisher Warzone. So he's pretty. He's pretty prolific as far as involved in things. Um. He has apparently been trained in over 19, no, I'm sorry, 19 years of training with belt ranked in Arashiryu, Taekwondo, Ninjutsu, Jujutsu, and Northern Shaolin Kung Fu. So he does some martial arts here and there. Just a few. Just a couple. Uh, I need time for that because, like, to get really high up there in the belts, you need to be training a couple times a week. Like, <laughs> it's uh, like a full time job. Well, I mean, he was born in 1968, so he's had a couple years. Oh, that's true. Fair enough. I can't. I can't find the other guy. Anyway, there's another dude that has a sword. That um, yeah, it becomes he's like the little the mini boss, like yeah. near the end of the movie, the tall elegant guy like i don't know how else to describe him like he yeah, he's smooth seemed cleaner than everyone else and, <laughs> he had nice hair yeah he but had all the islands man. um hair product yeah <laughs> super evil though super evil prick evil he was evil. pretty pretty ripped too i'm trying to remember it's Where in that the last though? fight scene with all the swords yeah We'll get to that. Yeah. Things to say about that. Anyway, oh, yes. um, yes. He is reviews. Rubs. I think he, I think he comes in third. Yeah. Well, he he's up there. Yeah. Honorable mention. Worth yeah. mentioning. <laughs> or the guy that we don't know whose name is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Hair. <laughs> reviews. We'll start with the bad, I think, this week. All right. Um, I'm going to take this one. Good fighting, but that's all by Mike Kazuma. And this is only, well, heck, this was written. <laughs> really recently? Four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Even more recently. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fighting choreography is one of the best I've seen, spelt with a Z. But that's about everything good about this movie. The camera work is pretty decent, but not always that fitting. The acting, the subplots, and the dialogues aren't even aren't even laughable in a lot of the situations. What? I really, yeah, I don't know. I really hope our MC takes up more acting classes because it shouldn't be so that the little child and the joke character with a hook hand are better actors than our main character. Pretty brutal. 
I thought yeah. it did fit pretty fine. That was it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was waiting for more. No, that's it. It just ended. <laughs> and it just ended. Uh, yeah, I don't really agree with that one. I don't. I don't think. If by acting, having lines, I mean, he's supposed to be just a force of nature. He's like the Terminator. The Terminator doesn't talk. He just goes through and kills things. This guy just kicks things really hard. Yep. Exactly. And that's the thing. It is, it is I guess, technically a martial art film. And we have to say that because we're covering it. But <laughs> uh, it really fits more into the action film genre. Yeah, I, I mean, know that's it's kind a, of a weird distinction. Sort of action drama. Like, yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I just, I've got, as always, I've got the movie playing in the background while we're talking, and it just went through the scene where it ha- has the flashback of um, the main guy's. The main guy's. Um, he, when he sees his family get killed. Yeah by the main main bad guy. And I thought it was pretty intense, his reactions. They were pretty believable how furious he was. He's, he's He can't do anything about the bad guy just executing his wife. And I believed his rage. And yeah, his he's pain. just, like, he's an angry man and he doesn't need to act. He's just mad. Yeah. I, I think if he was too um, expressionate, it would it would lessen his character. He's supposed to be. He's the he's yeah. the revenger. Exactly. He's not he's the like, jokester. He's like the, puni- he's like the punisher, <laughs> but in martial arts. Yeah. Form. I mean, that's like literally what it's the story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you put the punisher on an island, if you put the punisher on an island with the Wait. person who killed his family. You'd get this movie. Isn't Punisher in New York? I guess he is on an island. Uh, yeah, but he and he has guns. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This guy doesn't uh, doesn't need a gun. Doesn't need no guns. Yeah, so I, I kind of disagree with this re- the review. Um, they're correct. the The fighting is very good. I do find it funny that they said, but but that's about everything good about this film, and then continue to say the camera works good. i found that a little amusing but time for the 10 star review do you want a long one yes there's actually quite a lot of 10 star reviews really i didn't i was surprised that there was like any reviews i haven't heard anybody talk about this all right, I'll take the longest one. Uh, this was 16th of January, 2019, so uh, just over a month ago. Well, that that is the funny thing, talking about the, the movie itself. Um, IMDb have it review. Um, they have it at a 5.6 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, but I believe the users review it higher on average. It's the critics who don't, but... I oh, know. Critics are dumb. <laughs> Can I say something controversial? Go ahead. Black Panther was a very good movie. It's not a best movie movie, though. <laughs> I don't think it deserved best movie. I'll open the floodgates from our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> like Again, it was very good, but not the best movie movie but that's what i mean like real crit- critique people are different than what actual end users are and that's why there are different scores yeah on these websites because end users want something specific um and critics are just being difficult <laughs> anyway the the good review that was just that whole segue was or sidestep was to point out i don't like critics much sometimes uh 10 out of 10 one of the best martial art films in recent memory this is by saku daf 21423 16th of january 2019 as a huge purview 
purveyor. purveyor of action, a purveyor of action and martial arts cinema. I started this film with skepticism. I'm pretty much, I've pretty much seen it all from Bruce Lee and Gordon Leo Lou to prime Jackie Jet and Donnie to American stars like Van Damme, Seagal to recent stars like Eco and Atkins. With that stated, this film is a much-needed throwback to the days of Prime Jet Li, a la Fist of Legend, which is a very good film, by the way. Uh, <laughs> gone is the shaky cam and the quick camera cuts that ruin so many action films in America today. Amen. This movie... I, I added the amen, by the way. This movie <laughs> consists of tremendous steady camera work that allows you to see all the incredible bone-crunching moves. Bruce Kahn is exceptionally talented and lightning fast. That's what I said. It's stunning that this is his first starring role. The, the, fight, the fights are tremendously choreographed, and there are fights that encapsulate everything. One versus one, one versus group. Uh, weapons battles two versus one there are even badass women to top it all off the action isn't the only thing that's golden either the acting is great and it's full of laugh out loud humor the revenger is my favorite martial arts film since the raid 2 and my favorite netflix netflix original film thus far if you are a fan of action cinema you absolutely have don't want to miss it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good review. Um, points out, and and it's again, it's looking at it for what it is. It's not kind of trying to compare it up against the Titanic. It's not trying to compare it against other films. Um, it's it's an action film for first and foremost. Yeah, th- this would have fit in really well with like early to mid '90s action movies. That's exactly how. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking when I made that comment earlier about how it's it's more of an action film than a straight martial arts film. But it's still got martial arts in there. <laughs> Any you got? What other comments you got for this this reviewer? Uh, I mean, they 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 covered what we liked about the feeling of the film. I think. Yep. I I would say that the the theming, not theming, the yeah, I don't know what the term is, but like kind of the feel of the film was a little off sometimes. Like it would the tone it was a little yeah, the tone. It was a, yeah. was a little slapstick. And then very, very violent. <laughs> but I guess that helped if it was just violent all the way. Yeah, and the violence wasn't like a little bit. It was <laughs> pretty graphic. A lot. So I, I, they had to have the comedy there to sort of even it out a little bit. Um, otherwise, it would have felt exactly like watching The Raid 2 or... Um, well, it, it's not as violent as um, The Night Comes for Us, but it's that same wheelhouse. Yeah. And I think also uh, this was an international production, but uh, a large part of that fell on um, South Korea. And there's generally humor kind of bottled with a lot of their other um, genres. Now, just because this is what the movie's up to it now, the bad guy at some point is stark naked with all his burn scars, and he's covering himself in white powder. What is that? <laughs> Do you know? I think it was a drug. Like, okay. Because I think at one point he eats it, or he eats something. He rubs it across his face. Yeah, it must have been like an anesthetic, something to keep him from feeling like he was being burnt. Yeah, because yeah, we haven't mentioned that. The main bad guy, I don't, is burnt. He's like a giant crispy man. <laughs> it's like third degree burns over 75% of his body. 
Yeah, he's in bandages for most of the film. Mm-hmm. Well, again, he's only in like five minutes of the film. <laughs> he's in a couple flashbacks, and then he controls things from the shadows. Yes, and just keeps just killing people. Like yep. his own henchman just kills them for no reason, yep. just because he's a bad guy, I guess. Yes, I I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. The sorry for me distracting us, but yeah, the. <laughs> The the comedy was pretty silly at times, but it also worked as well. Like, I guess if you're in a dire situation, you kind of you gotta kind of laugh at stuff to be able to sort of keep going. Yeah, I think my my qualm, if I was gonna pick an issue with this, so ninety five percent of the comedy is from those like the exiled small group of prisoners that are hiding. They're hiding in like a little grotto, I guess, away from the the other prisoners. And they're not particularly good at what they do. They're like goofballs. They seem to be all the rejects or the outcasts. Yeah, it's the guys that weren't that good at being criminals or maybe they were not violent criminals i don't know yes Um, that's what i kind of took from it the criminals that like to work out i mean everyone was in shape except for like the old guy (laughs) that was weird that old guy (laughs) (laughs) i didn't understand the point of that i don't know i i it felt like watching almost like a cartoon just just those guys yeah, so, and I was, when you first meet them, and they, <laughs> yeah, they're doing and they like an intimidation also, dance. Yeah, they're and a doing song. like what would refer to as a uh, haka, but a real silly, like, like a, <laughs> the goofy version. Yeah, and I just was like, "What the heck?" And yeah, they weren't they they, they were brave when it came down to it, and supporting yeah. each other, and, and I, I was. To cut ahead a little bit in the story, I, don't, I wasn't a big fan that pretty much they all die. No, they all, everyone dies. There's nobody oh, yeah. safe in this movie except for like the little girl. And the mum survives, doesn't And she? the mom. Yeah. And the Revenger. No. Everybody's alive. He didn't. Everyone. Everyone bugged lives. That. He bugged that, bugs me. <laughs> Do you think he lived? I don't know. I can't I tell. Know. I mean, they're not going to make a sequel. There's no reason. <clears throat> well, unless there's enough money in it for throws money at someone. No, he'll just play another person or a bad that's guy. True. I'd prefer that because yeah, if they did a secret second Revenger, that'd be dumb. <laughs> Re- return of the revengeance. <laughs> just a Metal Gear Solid game. Yep. Well, what I'm getting at for those, I'm sure everyone's seen if they are listening to this. Um, it, it cuts to the end. He's beating the bad guy, and he's on a the revenge is on the cl- a cliff, and there's a boat in the distance, and he smiles and then steps off the cliff. Well, you don't actually see him leave the cliff. You see him step towards the cliff, and then it cuts to credits. He's just going to go for a swim. It's pretty high up. It's pretty high up. And he he has, like, no reason to live. He literally, he finished the thing he wanted to do. His family's dead. He's I think he's just done. Yeah, and I get that to an extent, but there's still things he can do. Like, he can help that, that girl and that lady. Like... I don't I think he cares like the a whole lot about that. Yeah, I mean, he sent them. Me. I, he sent them to the prison island. Was he actually the one who was? I don't understand that. Was it because he was responsible for sending a bunch of the people to this island? Yeah, correct? he sent the the mom and her husband to. That's like right. they were criminals, and he he's the detective that arrested them and had them sent there. And it is implied, like you just mentioned earlier, that he. He came there his own choice. Like I don't think he volunteered to go there. I think he. I. I no, am, I don't. I'm, I don't. Under the pressure, he committed crime to get sent there. Yeah, he's not. Um, 
he's like an ex-detective. I don't think he's still working. Yes, no. I, he just, I, he I did he whatever actually, he had to do to, to go to the island. So he could get to the bad guy. And he could be dressed up like Hannibal. Yes. <laughs> but still, I never liked the idea of like someone dying. Um, at the end, like, I just know I'm, I like happy endings. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Korean movie. That's happens often. I'm not going to say that's yeah. every movie, but <clears throat> they're generally not depressing, but not happy endings usually. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily, because it's not happy really anyway. No, no, but, it's a movie about people getting murdered. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, I just don't like the fact that he just gives up and ends everything. But I'm not the Revenger, so who am I to say? He's got powerful pecs. He could just swim. He can float. Just he kick. He <laughs> at the at the bottom when he was in a fall into the water. He used his super legs to kick himself further away from the rocks and then swim. He doesn't need no boat. <laughs> well, there is there is a boat in the distance, which is it, like, yeah. You swim to it. And leaves. Super yeah. fast. But I, I don't know. I guess we've covered the plot now, haven't we? We've covered it's the plot pretty much. We can. I do liked the how cool it told stuff. the story, though. Like, it didn't spend too much time explaining everything. It just kind of it showed you what you needed to know to understand. <laughs> it's just enough to make an excuse to do something. Yeah, but it was enough to tell a story as yeah. well. Like, for, for me, like it. It wasn't too light. We had no idea why he was so angry and fighting, but there was enough to to give it purpose, I guess. Yeah, and they did a couple of flashbacks, and none of them, they're like spaced out throughout the yeah. movie, but they don't last very long, so it's not um, like breaking the, the pace of the action. And also done um, well, I thought, uh, edited in well, like at points where he's he gets poisoned at one point and he's recovering and he's unconscious. And so the flashbacks like also mimic as hallucinations or daydreams or memories. Yeah. Yeah, nightmares. And so it ties in nicely that way as well, which I thought was quite clever in its editing and, and direction rather than just having a cold cut flashback. Often they, they fit in. Yeah, it's, he's delirious, so it's yes. like giving space for that to actually be someone thinking about those events rather than just showing the viewer uh, what had happened. Yes. And uh, again, I think that's good storytelling um, and editing and direction. Now, the fight scenes. As this last review we read talked about, they were a good variety in this. Yeah, they they did like it's like they had a little checklist of let's have this one and we're gonna do a hallway fight and then we're gonna do a bus battle and then more mobs and then a weapon fight and then a bus battle. Yep, and uh, that is good. Like that was the big complaint from the film we did last time. Um, Murintel? Yeah. Where there were groups, but mostly the way it was done is that one person at a time came at him. And I, could, I, could, I disagreed that it was as bad a complaint as the reviewer had, but I... It's I still see a where thing. Coming from. Yeah. Yes, I could see where they were coming from. Whereas this, man, he was doing everything. Like, yeah, this, this definitely was a step up. Yeah, and when he was, even when he's handling, like, one at a time, he'll be crushing somebody and then use them to, like, attack somebody else, like, as a weapon. Yep. Or multiply, I mean, we mentioned he's, like, breaking people's bones and snapping legs and all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's, like, in in a row. So it feels kind of like Tony Jaa movie where 
it looks more effective versus someone just getting hit and then falling over. Yep. He's he's but doing, re- like, critical damage <laughs> to them. <laughs> it, it reminded me very heavily, it was mentioned in the review, Fist of Legend, uh, like mm-hmm. the scene where Jet Li's fighting with the, the Japanese students in the school. Yeah. And they're rushing him in the classroom, and he's, like, snaps the leg, like, the leg on between the... Like, he... Yeah, kicks a dude so his leg lands on a desk and then hammer kicks yeah. and snaps the guy's shin in half. It was a lot of that, like very brutal, very forceful fighting. He does that a lot in this one. He like <laughs> he tripped some dude, so he flipped upside down, grabbed the guy in the air, and then pile drove him's head into like a crate. Oh yeah, yep. Like I'm just looking at the um, scroll back to the very first fight scene where on the beach, <laughs> and just just enjoying the cinematography. Like it's a debris scattered beach, you know, like tropical beach where you get coconuts and palm trees washed up on shore, and it's just looking out to the ocean. Nice blue sky. On the right, you've got our main main character, who has, as you mentioned, Hannibal Lecter muzzle on, a stray jacket, and on the left you've got. How many guys? One, two, three, like four, six, five. Maybe. Six, yeah, five or six guys with weapons standing off against him and then just charge. And, he, and with just his legs, he takes them out. There's a little bit of um, uh, tomfoolery with the fact that they were all in one big group and when it cuts to them fighting them, they seem to be a bit further apart. But yeah, they do, they do that a few times with the cinematography. You kind of, yeah, you kind of have to. It's, you, oh, he just started like a spin attack and like snapped a guy's arm between his Yeah, his shins. Uh, shins. He does that a few times. And then I, I think it's that scene. He's going to smash some dude into the sand like he steps on his yep, head. Yep, just now. Yeah. <laughs> just did it. That was cool. And what was cool about that is that I've never seen anything like that before. He was grabbing guys with his leg. The guy kicked at him, and he used his leg to, to do a leg lock and then twisted him down, and then he was able to stomp on his head. It's something I don't think I've ever seen in a film like quite like that, using your legs to to lock someone like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it tricks you into thinking like he's just going to be kicking everyone, but he does a lot of single like hand like throws locks um he likes punching people in the jaw like the side of the jaw yep yeah very 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 impressive and the the variety and i found and um and it's all very fast too i think that's part of it it doesn't feel like he's wasting movement he's just killing them and then moving to the next guy. Yep. Optimal movement uh, to, to do the damage he needs to do. And oh, he'll, he'll, he does a little shuffle, like when he like adjusts his pants every now and then. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, it's like I, was, I like that the, his style of fighting adjusts the situation as well. Like sometimes he'll be very heavy and grounded. Um, like he's yeah, he's fighting the big guy with he's got a bandana and dreads on. Is that the guy you were talking about earlier? Yeah, that's the TJ Falcon or whatever his name was. Yeah, because he doesn't look. What nationality is he? Mm, I don't. Yeah, because he, he's American, which, but yeah, yeah. Brazilian he's maybe. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, I just got to that fight. But as I say, like his style changes as needed. And even with the sword fighting, that's got to be one of my favorite. This has got to be one of my favorite sword fights in a film. It's really good. I don't. <laughs> that's that's going to be like harder to, to cover because it's just so fast. Oh, amazingly fast. Uh, the Princess Bride still wins out with the. Because, just the, because it's the, the dialogue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> um, I'm not left-handed either. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> um, but yeah, the just wait, I'm trying to skip to it now so I can see it again. The 
again with within i've talked about how the, the different fight scenes were different styles of fighting depending on the situation whether it would a room or, um, or multiple people like his stance and style changes which is cool but with the sword fighting there was he even went he did use the sword as a fencing sword and it was a very like european style fight and then other times it was very um for i don't know what korean sword fighting's like but the, i imagine there'd be some similarity to the japanese samurai uh, yeah it's um it's kumdo kumdo is the equivalent to kendo the sword's shorter Which, though yeah. so the moves look a little different yeah but i imagine yeah i imagine there'd be some crossover to be um but yeah other times it was more like that very strong quick movements that are designed to end the fight with one one swing where then other times he was yeah using it like a fencing sword uh, when he was fighting the guy with the two machetes the guy has an advantage he's got two swords so he changed his style and was using the the sharp point of the blade to um to keep uh, keep away his opponent who had uh, ability to, to inflict more damage with two swords and i just thought that was really cool and clever in its choreography uh that it wasn't it felt more believable yeah, but and he he's fighting like twelve guys. There's a lot well, of them. This, that's what I'm talking about. This, this, yeah, you're right. And before that, there was the the very flourishing movement. Man, it's quick, and it's, these are these look like actual pretty. Even though they'd be fake swords, they would hurt if you got hit by them. Yeah, it's still metal. Yeah. Well, he he does a lot of like poking like he'll jab people but then he's not stabbing them he's just whacking them with a, a sword but yeah he spins a lot yeah he starts off with the crowd that's what's getting mm-hmm. he starts off and Wait, there's like a, 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 well he's also still drugged so he's not like completely focused he's almost in a delirium and still yeah, he, like murdering everybody and he's using sporadic movements to to ward off and keep people out of the way like which is pretty cool um as i say and, and then he he changes when he starts fighting the the handsome um here model <laughs> <laughs> his style changes and is the sword it honestly looks like a replica from like lord of the rings one of the elven swords <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's something they just fashioned on the island. Yeah, it looks like it's like a machete that's been um, carved down or something to a, a point instead of the thick blade. You see, now he's fighting the the two bosses, the guy with the two machetes and the and the hair man. Yeah, there's the guy with the. I don't think he's hunchbacked, but he's a little weird. He, he does. He does have a bit of a hunch. hunch he's. Doubled over, well, not doubled over, but he's just hunched he does have over. Yeah, no, he does have a hunchback. Yeah, he is. But yeah, again, the movement now is that he's gone very vertical in his strikes, and I say very much like you'd see a samurai fighting. And it's got he holds a sword above his head. Um, and yeah, as I say, like it's just cool to see the evolution of his style to suit the need, the, the environment he's in. Yeah, I guess say one of the best <clears throat> sword fights I've seen in a film. Yeah, I just watched it again too, or at least part of it, parts of it. And I just loved it. Yeah, as I say, he switched to like a fencing style where it's all thrusts, uh, one-handed thrusts uh, to keep the guy at distance. Yeah, well, I mean, he he fights the two dudes a little differently because well, the one guy has two machetes. Yes, so he's having to keep him further back but yeah now he switched oh this is cool he switched now he's he's taking out the here man he's taking it taking on the double machete guy one-on-one and he switched his stance from the more katana type to the front front leading foot fencing style where the front foot moves first Yeah, I think it's so he can keep... He's keeping himself in profile, and the sword is... He can extend it further from himself, exactly. but still stay exactly. guarded. 
yeah, it's just clever. And, we're, and it's, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of film creators wouldn't necessarily think that far ahead or think about that. Yeah, they should be um, like, oh, here's your sword. Do a thing. Do some spins and then do a twirl and, and that's the end of the fight scene. Whereas this seems very well thought out and it's it, to me it makes sense from my experience of yeah. watching sword fights. <laughs> I think it's also it's neat a neat touch that um, – when he's doing the fight, a, a lot of the the like the the mooks, just the general rank and file dudes, were getting killed, and you know, quick. He didn't have time to mess with them, so it's like one shot, one kill. And then when he's fighting the two, uh, the machete dude and the the hair guy, he's kind of whittling them down. So he's doing like uh, cuts to the Achilles yeah. tendon. And, yes little things to make them less effective and then you can kill them. Yep. And also what I like, um, I think it's a little twist on the usual is that we've referred to these guys as bosses, like a video, like it's a video game. The, the hair guy was the main boss of this, this group, this of bad guys. Yeah. Like he was their commanding officer for lack of better word. Um, the two machete hunchback was his minion, but it was the minion who was the final one who he had to take down. I kind of like that as a bit of a twist because usually mm-hmm. it's always take out the minions, then take out the one bad guy. But even though there wasn't much set up to these characters in their backgrounds, you kind of they do a good job of explaining it's showing. Yeah, it shows like a the hierarchy. their their relationship, and then it, everyone's very it's it's all very stylized. So. You you're not gonna get like a, any of the characters confused because everyone's very it's like almost kind of comic booky. Caricatures of like, yeah, they all have like a trope that they're yeah. that they all exhibit, and you can identify and look at them. And go, oh, that's that's the nice hair guy. <laughs> that's the hunchback with the machetes. But yeah, the hunchback he's like the hound of um for the he's the he's the one that has got no conscience will do anything and just kill anybody maim people he you know he, he relishes in that that viciousness um and so it's kind of cool even though he's not really a leader he becomes the final obstacle yeah of that, I just, of I just that like, group yeah i just kind of like that as a bit of a a difference rather than just always the boss being the final bite fight Yeah, that's the film. What do you think of the final fight scene? Um, it was good straight on one on one. It was. It's a lot of. It's almost like more like a boxing match. They're trading Again, blows like back and forth pretty evenly. Actually, I think in the beginning he's getting beat up a little bit, but he did just fight like forty people, so <laughs> maybe he's tired and nearly died. Yeah, it seems like this bad guy is yeah not necessarily he's just strong and he's drugged up. Yeah, I it was. I think that's the part I didn't his. care for was not not the drug up part, but he they they spend like thirty seconds, you know, a like little intermission to do the drug thing, and then he lets him eat the stuff, and it doesn't like make him any stronger. <laughs> like he was already losing tries to do his drug power up and then still loses really fast. Yeah, see the the bag I'm just watching it now, I've got it on. The bad guy isn't any good. Like he's not even sh- um he's not really competing. He's yeah, stopping no, all the punches. He's kind of getting he he can take a hit maybe cuz his nerves right. are all burned. So he's like dark man. Well, yeah, and he's covered in cocaine or something, I don't know. He's stabbing him that with the knife a little bit. <laughs> that exactly. He he gets a, an advantage because of the dirty tactic of having a knife. That's the only real advantage he has. But the good guy never seems like he's losing. Good guy, air quotes. But I thought it was a reasonably good fight, especially scenes hearing that this actor's not really a, a fighter. Yeah, like he doesn't have a martial art background, as far as we know. He's probably done some kind of training, but. I mean, he could have trained specifically just for this role. Exactly. Um, I mean, n- n- none of what he's doing is it's like some 
grappling and he's a little bit of knife. But since he's wrapped up, it might not even be him. Could be a stuntman. That is true. But still nothing compared to our hero. No, he's he's wrecking him pretty badly. So, (laughs) so good. Just the way he moves. And that, I don't know, that backwards kick, like he steps aside and throws out like a side back kick to take out the like the inside thigh of the... Very clever. Like it's just the way... It, that's how you fight to wear someone down to, to win in the yeah. long term. It's like it's not and then, all about the haymakers. Yeah, then now, so they're doing the fight and we mentioned that the bad guy is armed with a knife. Well, um, our our revenger had his hands wrapped the whole time because he's been punching people and they just need to protect his knuckles. But um, he undoes the wrap and is using that as a like a bar against the knife. Yeah, I thought that was very clever. Uh, yeah. It's it's very cool how he uses it to grab um, and and position the bad guy where he wants him to be. Yeah, he's like, he just wraps him up and then kind of beating him up with the elbows. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's pretty... Well, well, we'd be remiss in not talking about... Um, the archery. The uh, archery, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, there's... It was reasonably good. It, it was good, and there's... um, It was nice to have uh, two... Not one, but at least multiple um, females taking the stage for a good, you know, good chunk of the, the film or a good uh, larger fight scene. So the there there's the there's the nice hair guy, the machete guy with the hunchback, and then there's a an evil archer woman lieutenant. And so she has a big showdown with um uh oh, what's her name? Malin? Molly? Yeah, yeah, Molly. Who is the the mother of the little girl that we didn't really talk about. <laughs> And um, there's a, a large kind of a pitched archery battle um, in one of the ruined buildings. Uh, and the, the the bad lady is, I don't I sometimes not really cheating, but she's using poisoned arrows to kind of kill a lot of the people. And she, that's what had originally um, injured uh, the Revenger. But yeah. Molly uh, ends up playing a trick on the the bad lady and um, gets her to like waste an arrow, and she's hiding behind um, like a body of one of the other prisoners that was a woman, and the uh, tricks her into thinking that she was killed. And when she pushes the body aside, um, Molly's like oh, behind cool. it with her arrow. Yeah, I'm just looking up that scene on now. Um, basically, we haven't really explained this. The the main guy um, basically is not accepted by the outcast the, group. Yeah. They don't really want him to hang around. He doesn't want to hang around either, so he takes off going looking for the his... Khan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so if he's the Revenger, who's the one that's the Revengee? Is that the person who's getting... Re- <laughs> <laughs> the, who's, being... who's being revenged for? revenged upon <laughs> yes the revengey um and the little girl i don't know t- takes a liking to this guy and then decides she's going to show him where to where to, where the bad guy is and then that they end up walking into a trap and that's how this archery scene happens yeah he's ends up trying to protect the little girl um because she keeps she's also a revenger she's trying to revenge um, the death of her father, who was killed uh, um, right. by the the main bad guy. It's rude. <laughs> there was yeah, a so story. There many, was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. And again, it, it is not a huge amount of dialogue, really. There is just a lot of action, and it's storytelling, just their environment. Yeah. Um, and just what's happening in action. So I, I, again, I thought it was done quite well. A little cheesy. 
uh, and a little over the top at times. But in general, I think it was um, quite well done. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this. I was um, happy that it showed up on um, uh, Netflix. It was, a, it was a surprise. I wasn't expecting this movie to happen, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it is cool Netflix are doing more things like this. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, at this point, I think they just produced it, but that's still well, a, a that's, good move. That's true. They they say it's an Netflix original, but they just paid money to put it on their service. Yeah. But yeah. So what is your rating for this film? Mm, I'd give this one an eight. Eight? Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's up there. I'd yeah. say probably around that. I mean, I would eight. watch it again, and that's <laughs> always a good sign. Yeah, my biggest problem is that I, as I said, I've been quite busy, and so I actually watched it over multiple watching viewings. But it was quite easy to to keep up what was going on because it was a reasonably simple story. Yeah, I'm just watching the scene where she tricks the bad archer, and the look on the the mum's face. She's like, "Huh, I win." <laughs> yeah, she she gives her like this smug like smirk. Yeah, it's she's really like, "Oh, good. you're stupid. I got you." <laughs> yeah, and then shoots her through the throat. <laughs> like literally, the arrow goes through her throat and comes out the other side and sticks in a wall. Well, again, I don't think that would actually work that way. No, oh, don't worry. It's for the movie. Yeah, with with proper broadheads, maybe, but not with the arrows they've got. Yeah, they just had like from the forest made arrows, sharp rocks, kind of thing. But the problem of hunting broadheads with the blades, they would. Um, they they could maybe potentially go through a throat. Yeah. And she's at a pretty close range. She's not very far. So you're getting yeah, a lot more of the, the force of the arrow. Force. Yep. But yeah. I think that wraps us up there, Dave. I think so. A little bit of a shorter episode, but it was a pretty straightforward movie. Lots of revenge going on. Lots of kicking. Yes. The kicking vengeance. That's what I would have called it. Yeah, I still... I couldn't find a word that meant revenge. Like someone who's taking... I'm going to do some more research. And if I find it, I'm going to let you know. Cool. Because <laughs> I'm just going to say revenger. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All what right. We do, what are we doing next time? Uh, raid next time? Yeah, are we going to try to do raid one and two? We can do that. Okay. I think with that in mind, the episode might show up a little later than usual, if that's the case, because fitting two movies <laughs> in and having time to watch them is a little harder. Just watch them side by side at the same time. Oh yeah, <laughs> boy, it's one. It's one movie, like it's one story. So yeah, it's easier to cover than. Eatman 1, 2, and 3, which was a horrendous mistake. Well, did we do one by itself and then two and three by together? No, I thought I we did all three at once. No, I'm sure we did it separate. Did, did we split it? I don't think we did. Maybe we did. But Eatman 2 well, and 3 are like the exact well, same I think, story. <laughs> yeah, maybe I tied the episodes together. I, I don't know. It it's Doesn't like matter. 10 years ago. What the box office for Revenger was four thousand dollars. What? That doesn't make any so, sense. Yeah, I bet it because it wasn't actually probably released. No, I think <laughs> it's just cinema. yeah. It was released in one theater somewhere. Yeah, for one day, probably. Yeah, Revenger. That's the movie. The most ripped man in martial arts. You want to send us off with a farewell? Yeah. Uh, well, where can we find you, uh, Vader? Okay. Should we want to contact you? Uh, Vader Van Odin on Twitter. We'll just leave it at that for today this time. All right. Sounds good. I'm also <laughs> on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. 
it'll it'll be in the notes and I'll link to the usual other places. Um yeah, I think I think that's it. So we will see you next time for something else, something new, and something penjaxilat. I mean kung fu. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> All right. Bye bye, y'all. See you later.